Barbarian here to record again. Yeah. 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 Savages. What? We're coming. We're coming. Savages. Yeah. Sean Lewis, certified audio professional, remote engineer for the show. That's it. Remote. Hold on a second. I've got his theme song. There he is. Oh, that's Sean. That's old Blue Eyes. Oh, that's old Blue Eyes. He likes that electronica. Yeah. Look at him. Here he goes. Oh, shit. He's in his thong. Do it, Here he goes. He's in his thong. (laughs) Booty shake. Let me see how booty shake. Come on. Yeah, oh, clap, clap, oh, clap. Hey, it's clapping. He just dropped down on the ground and picked up a five dollar bill with his butt cheeks. <laughs> Good job, Sean. Uh, yeah, He's my God, I didn't know more you, ways than one. I didn't know he had that kind of uh, thigh strength. I didn't know he had that type of flexibility. He was very limber. Uh, yeah. Uh, welcome to the Southern California virus bunker. That's right, guys. Here we are today. It's a beautiful afternoon. Um, partner? Yes, sir. How you doing today? Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm, uh, I'm trying to scrounge around for the theme song for our special guest right now. Yes, oh, yes, yes. Can't yes, wait. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, very special guest today. Um, you know, we've had on, we've had, uh, we have guests on from time to time. And uh, we have a recurring guest that we invite back to the show. Right. And we've had some part twos, some part threes. and Our guest today is a guest that came on um, a while back with us. This is his theme song. Yeah. See that? Yeah. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Like that. Right? Let's not tell him who it is yet. No. There he is. Look at he's dancing a little jig. Do you see him dancing a jig? I actually. Cousin Stanley on the corn liquor jar. Yeah. I got a friend on. Yeah. It's a friend of mine. It's a friend of the Hard Luck Show. He's been on twice. Been on twice. Right. Very few people can claim that fame. Yes. Been on twice. Now about to be on for a third time. And he's. 
Originally, this gentleman is from uh, the state of Nevada. Right. But he spent a long time in California. Um, this gentleman was, uh, had quite a journey. He's on quite a journey in his life. Still on a journey. Still on a journey. Um, as you know, this gentleman was was um, incarcerated for 36 years. About to be 36. Yeah. About to be 37. Yeah, player, right? Uh, 35 years. Um, and had quite a journey of his life, and he shared that journey with us. And he's back on today, man. We're going to recap, see what's going on with this We're, man today. This, this is, uh, where are they now? Where, where are, they? are they now? Hard luck show version. Where are they now? Let's welcome to the show my very special guest, our very, very special guest, Brian Stevens. Welcome back, Brian. Well, thank you for having me back. I'm going to do a little chicken picking. Char- yeah. <laughs> Oh, there goes Brian. Look at he's doing the chicken right now. He's doing some pickle with the chicken. Yeah, man, that's some good old American rock and roll. That's doesn't Brian that, right there. Doesn't that gra- doesn't that encapsulate Brian it right does, there? He's a good old American. Is that boy. Charlie Daniels? No, dude, Charlie Daniels. No, Marshall Tucker. Marshall Tucker. I knew it was one of them. Now you know what you're thinking of. You're thinking of the devil went down to Georgia. That's what you're thinking of. Have you ever heard that song? Yeah, Steve? of course, bro. Of course. Um, In fact, I love this show so much. I moved to Southern California. This is uh, where we're at. Yeah, yeah. There yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. There right? Is, is that Very what you like, Brian? No, I actually, I grew up with Marshall Tucker. I just yeah. Sure Brian was. went down to L.A. Yeah. Brian relocated. Um, he was in San Francisco. Yeah, there's very um, few people that could say that they've been booted out of San Francisco. I have been kicked well, out of San Francisco. Relocated. His, he's got now. He's moved his parole down to Los Angeles. He's down here with us, which makes me happy, man. Um, it was hard. It was tough, man. We we're trying to communicate, and we had a lot of different plans, and it was hard working from San Francisco to LA. And now Brian's down here with us in Southern California, and we thought he just got down here. Last week, not even a week ago. Hold on, said, hold, on hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's listen. Let's let's back up for a second. Let's just back up for a second because when we left, if Mister and Missus Earbuds recall, Remember, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when we last last left Brian, he was in San Francisco mm-hmm. on in a boot. In that's right, Sean. Mm-hmm. In a boot on crutches. Yes, recovering. Right. Nodding off on the couch <laughs> while yes. we were trying to talk. Mm, yes. And I recall, Steve, trying to fall asleep in the bedroom and you trying to trying to in a nice gentlemanly way tell Brian, like, hey, dude, it's like midnight. You gotta like it's time to like pack your shit and get the fuck. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> and Brian kept like falling asleep, waking up, talking, and falling asleep. We're waking up and talking, right? Only guy that can fall asleep in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> right. That isn't like 400. Stone cold sober. <laughs> right. Not- <laughs> Stone cold sober. <laughs> That's the now, irony of it. Now, now, listen. And I recall, listen, on the first, listen, and let's, let's Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds headphones, Bluetooth maniacs, you know, when we first took Brian on in the show, it, there was kind of an air of like respect and, and honor and sort of like 
You know, and I remember his story, and he was very forthright, you know, and he came through. Oh, he's always forthright. With his best, aw shucks, and, you know, I learned my lesson, boy, yeah, let me yeah, tell you. Yeah, it and was remember, a wake-up call. Yeah, oh, a wake-up call. And you, it was a wake-up call for people who hadn't even done anything wrong, because he right. was a guy that had cheated the system. Like, like he got out yep. on a long sentence. Long, bro. I mean, he was in there for a long time, and he came clean. He's like, yes, and you know, uh, sometimes you know you get stuff into the thing with eating peanut M and M's, and you sit down, and and he gave us this whole story. And do you remember? And I remember kind of feeling bad because I was kind of, you know, I asked him. I was like, so you know, what was it like your first time with sex? You know, coming out of the thing, and Brian was very somber, very sober and somber, and was like, well, I'm not that kind of guy. (laughs) You know, I I didn't even really want it that much. You know, I was just taking my time. It's a woman, you know. And and then... And then he was even like, you know, the, a good guy about his first meal. He was like, ah, I just ordered the number four, which is a normal cheeseburger. Yeah, <laughs> right, I, was right, like, right, I didn't right, need right. a double cheeseburger. I'm not yeah. trying to go Real extra. Humble. Oh, yeah. humble. Humble in the jungle. Oh, you remember that, do you? Oh, I do. I remember. You came in. He, he remembers had, everything. He had a <laughs> he, he had a wistful eye, uh-huh. you know. He had, he had some, a little sparkle in his eye. Yeah, and he had something, you know, real to say to the people out there, you know. His sparkle ex- in his eye and a bulge in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> hope and experience, you yeah, know, strength. Yeah. A lot of hope. Oh, wisdom. Yeah. And and you remember, remember, he almost he, he told the story about how he almost, you know, parole got kind of messed up a little bit in San Francisco. Yeah, because, he did a little something wrong. Well, but, but it was for love and protection of a young maiden. If you recall, yeah. it was because, you know, the some some ex, you know, was giving her trouble or something. And he's like, you know what? I'm not going to let her be alone. And it doesn't yeah. matter. My safety doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm a hero. Yeah. I'm a I got an S on my, my chest. chest and a cape on my <laughs> Right. And so yeah, I might have I might have violated some parole rules, but it was in for the cause of justice, god damn it. Yep. Remember right. that? That's right. And then we came back and we and we saw him with his crutch. With his crutch. Yeah, we see him again. Now he's got crutches. Hold on. <laughs> with his with, the, with his big boot and the big he the fucking he looked like Spider from Goodfellas. You know what I mean? I told yeah, him, like, God yeah, damn it, yeah, Brian, yeah, that yeah. fucking bandage is bigger than... Spider from Goodfellas. Yeah, exactly. Right, that bandage is bigger than your fucking head. Yeah. All right. So, Steve, what do you recall Brian told us about how he injured his foot? What do you recall? What was his first story? I don't recall that Oh, story. I think he said the first story was that he took a fall. <laughs> right. <laughs> he said, fall. what he said was, what he told me and Sean, right? And I, I might have even been on the show. I don't remember. But what he said was something like, yeah, I wanted to go out the window. <laughs> and, and Sean and I were like, hey, we're like, why didn't you want, why didn't you take the elevator like a normal fucker? And he was like, I don't know. I don't like elevators. Like, and it didn't add up. Didn't right. really add up. Sounded a little queasy. A little cheesy and yeah, queasy. Yeah, so the yeah. story didn't ring true. But then again, you know, like, who am I? Eh, I'm not going to bust it. And his. we felt bad. We did. A boot, and he takes it off and shows us his foot, which resembles a sourdough fucking bread from <laughs> oh, San Francisco. What a disgusting <laughs> yeah, foot, yeah. dude. That I was so... When he me the I, I swore off Calzone. And that shut us up. I, we weren't really asking him more right, questions. Right. Like, That's all it's guy. However and, it happened, it happened. Right. Who needs to... And you know Details what? Details don't matter at this point. Right. And it was cold in yeah, San Francisco. Dog. And you could tell he was just happy to be around people. His hair was all done. 
nice. He was drinking coffee. Yeah, we had like all of his fucking, you know, he he was bringing sparkling sodas in his pockets and taking them home. And I was like, all right, let him him have his fucking shit. Yeah, bro. Right? No dream killers here. Yeah, and then on top of that, he had helped us get some of the lifers together. So we were like, Yes, he helped produce the show. Right. So we were like, you know what? However you made a calzone out of your foot, yeah. However you destroyed your ankle And now it looks like a fat Russian old lady's ankle <laughs> However you did that I don't care my friend Mon frere Mon frere Mon frere Yeah mm-hmm. I don't care let, let the man So now Steve Having said all that The respect The dues we've paid to Brian mm-hmm. the, the capital that he had with us The, the, the emotional uh, Bank account that he had with us Right you were awakened, right? You so you got a call. Explain exactly how what happened. Well, I think there's a different way to scale this. Out. I think there's a different way to scale this out. What? I think that the way we scale this out is we go back to the beginning, and that is that Brian got out from a very very lengthy. You're not going to meet many people on the planet that did 35 years in the joint, right? That's and made it out. In the condition Brian did, not really institutionalized in well, many ways. I don't know. Well, yeah, that's to be. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, that's a, that's a time that's as serious as a tombstone. Dude, most people just can't. I, I know from the little times I've done, but I don't know about thirty years. But what I do know from what I've seen is the type of p- the few, many few, yeah, that I've seen that have gone out from doing that type of time, yeah, are not anything like Brian. Like Brian um, is a very very. A special individual. So, a lot of time you did, you get out and you went in at like 24. Right, 24. You get out, you're very early 60s at 60. And you you have a second chance at life. Oh. Okay, and they put you under some a conditions s- in San Francisco, under some parole conditions. and um, Second chance, absolutely. You know, and then you went out aside of your 50 mile radius. We heard that story. Right. And a woman. More right. than once. We get that. Yep, one time. Okay. No, more than once. More than once. Right. Yeah, that happened a couple times. And so I remember kind of when you thought you were going to get in trouble that time, you were like, man, this was a reality check. This was, <laughs> they got my attention. Bro, they got my attention this time. That, that got my attention. Right, right. right. He's right? like, listen, and, you know what? You're bringing a great point. He had just, right, survived being eaten by a shark, essentially, yes, right? Yes, he had dodged a fucking three fifty seven Magnum bullet. Absolutely. Twice. Right? right. And I'm sure when he dodged the first bullet, he was like, wow, that was a wake-up call. Yeah. Right? 35 years, you don't get much more of a wake-up call than right. that. Right. Right? Most people would be like, well, done. That, that's it. And then he violates the parole. That's right. And then he got a second chance on that. And then he really had to wake up. Oh. No, I'm really. Yeah. Boy, that was a close one. And we've even we've talked to dudes on the Lifer series that 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 went back for a couple years. Yeah. In front of the same parole right, guy, bro. Who was like, "Weren't you just yep, here? Yep. Did so, you learn a lesson?" And so Brian and was like, "You got to listen to all that. He heard it all. He's seen dudes come back to prison. Right." He's seen it. He's right. seen other dudes get snatched up and get taken back to prison. Right. For for lesser shit. So, Brian, all this happens. He was done. See, all this happens. And I so I want to get clear on the foot story. 
Okay, wait, wait, wait. All right, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. How do we get to the foot after you violated yeah. from going outside of the okay. radius for the girl? Okay. Let's get real <laughs> honest, bro. And let's, let's take us, what, what, what's going on? What's leading up to, let's take the foot incident and what leads up to the foot incident? Okay, yeah. How so do, how do you shatter your foot? We're going to start with that. Yeah, okay. So tell us about the goddamn foot, Brian. Well, well first of all, it's called a calcaneus fracture. Oh yeah, which is the heel? I shattered the heel. Shattered? She shattered never, the which is, heel. Well, How which do you is, shatter a well, heel? I'll Heels are pretty fucking. That's like a huge, like it's meat. It's meant to be fucking. It's that's on. what you land right, on. Right. It's right. a fucking well, lump of meat. Okay. And the doctors say it's a rare injury. It's usually caused by falls. <laughs> high falls. You should people it's just high falls. <laughs> yeah, not not small falls, but high or falls. falling while high. Hmm? Yeah, or no, falling while high. Okay. Well, okay, hold on a second. So you shatter your heel. Yes, shatter I shattered my heel, which required surgery and some pins and a bone taken out of my knee and okay. all that. That's all fascinating. Get to the point <laughs> where, like... how it happened? Yeah. Well, how did, yeah and what, I don't give, give a shit. Give Stop a, with the fucking I need, injury. Like, I, need I need to like, hear, like, how it happened. No, I need to hear, like, 48 hours... Before. Before. Yeah, Take start us, two days 40 hours before. before. I don't know if I remember the 48 hours before oh, that. Oh, now he doesn't remember. <laughs> Come no, on. No, the, re- the reason I wasn't forthcoming the first time is because... Whoa, whoa, whoa. D- d- forget all. Well, it. I want to say why. No, no, I don't give because a shit. The, the no, pro- they know no. Now. Parole knows now. No, okay, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Get to the story, Brian. No more no more jacking us off. No more pre-com. Okay, we're going to say this. I, w- I was high. Okay, I- wait, 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 wait. Stop right there. You were high. I was high. Okay, stop. Right there. Stop. Shh. Shh. High on what? A combination of uh, methamphetamine and alcohol. Okay. So Calm- I, I had relapsed. You were starting to dabble with some alcohol a little bit. I had, yes. Yeah, All right. I, I, How I did... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Now, you know, is that a violation on your parole? Absolutely. You, okay. So where are you at that you start drinking? Uh, You mean drinking what... Don't what, give me What started shit. me drinking? Don't... No, no, no. What is going on? See, he's already starting to fucking... No, no, I want oh, to no. answer the question. No, <laughs> oh, I know. what do you mean? Was it Wednesday? That's better what it is. You haven't been on trial. Is he talking about where was I located? Or no, 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 no. I get down How do you get to having the first drink, Brian? Uh, Look at his face. I just... I, I don't know how I became... I just, I just Bullshit. did. I just I did. Know. I mean, things no. weren't... Things, I just, I'd lost my job. Things weren't going well. Okay. So I, you, I started. You, that's exactly what happened. Listen, I lost my job. I got wait. fired from from my career. Okay. What was your first of all? You were in jail for thirty five years. What was, was your career? I was working in the outreach department at, at Health Right Three Sixty. <laughs> I was working in the community. <laughs> Hold on. I actually, was. Yeah. Okay. I know you Steve were. Steve can tell you I was. I, listen, I'm not challenging that, but I'm asking you. So in the outreach in Health Right Three Sixty, right? Are you there to? What are you there to do? I'm there to. I was there to. I watched. What do you mean? What I'm there to do? What are you I, there I, to do? I was there. Was working. I worked in the outreach department. Doing I, what? I worked in the community, helping the homeless and drug addicted get into programs. Okay, so you're trying to help people get off the shit, off the street, into the programs, off of drugs. Right. Okay. And why did you lose? And so they said, you know what, Brian? How did you lose that job? Well, I lost my job. They said through a violation of a HIPAA violation, which is a federal law that it, it protects clients. Uh. uh Identity. So you said something you weren't supposed no, to well, say. Well, what happened was a client, basically, in a short, short story, a client defecated in our elevator. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw, I, I saw, I, I went and got him, took him to, <laughs> took him to, took him to compliance. That's what happened. Is this but why what? you don't like elevators? You saw <laughs> yeah. someone take a shit on an elevator? <laughs> That's why I can't stand elevators. <laughs> no. So what had happened is I, I filmed it off with monitor onto my phone. 
You filmed it off onto my phone. Why would you film someone taking a shit? No, no, I recorded the incident on my phone. Got it for shits and giggles. (laughs) (laughs) Got jokes. (laughs) Guys got jokes. Shits and giggles. Go on. All right, go ahead. So somehow they got on my on my feed on my uh, which I don't understand. You probably do better than I do. Video feed onto my video. He videotaped off of the screen a surveillance camera within this within this. Treatment facility. Wait, right. Why did you do that? <laughs> I mean, how, you, how do you see someone taking shit in hell? I see myself taking shit every day, motherfucker. I don't need to. Okay, so he actually didn't take a shit. He just pulled his torch down and wiped his ass on the wall. That's what he did. <laughs> That's what he did. Real <laughs> piece of shit. All right, man. So, Why did he do that? On the buttons? Did he do it on the buttons? It was like, it was like a, a transient. It was a yeah, trying I mean, to get in treatment. I no, he was that. in treatment. He was a transgender. But why did he want to wipe his butt on uh, the wall? He somehow, something didn't get his way that day. We found out later he was, he was always, if he didn't get his way, he became disgruntled. Something happened. He didn't get his way, so that he chose to that wipe his, his ass on. Yeah, to get he was back at revenge. us. That's crazy. Yeah, so he wiped his ass on our elevator. You on the see wall. that? That's how coronavirus starts, okay. bro. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you so, videotape this on your phone, on my phone. Then, off of the security, off the security monitor. Right. Okay. And then what happened? Somehow the next day it became knowledge. They found out that I had done this. How did they find out? So they said because it was on my video feed onto Facebook, which I don't quite understand. <laughs> it was never on Facebook. It was never posted I on love Facebook. His setting is setting. Yeah. His settings on his phone. <laughs> What's that? The video goes to Facebook. Right to bro. Facebook. You know what? This, listen, listen. It never went to Facebook though. Share, that yeah. it never did. Goes, share to Facebook. That thing was on, <laughs> and it shared it to Facebook. Hey, listen. Uh, is there really a button like that? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen. First of all, number one, if you've been away for 35 years and you still are kind of getting acclimated to fucking technology, yeah. don't be taking videos of shit you ain't supposed to be taking sure. videos. Right? Shit, literally. Second of all- Well, I did learn that lesson. Yeah, listen, this guy. <laughs> the hard way. <laughs> yeah, hard luck. And now, listen. And then, he, and you know what? I'm going to tell you, I don't even know if I believe. He's like, because every point where Brian's like, well, I don't know how it happened. Always sounds like bullshit. <laughs> that was some hard luck. I know. That. He's like, well, I don't know. It somehow, I, it almost sounds like his foot story. Because so, like when you talk to him about his foot, he's like, when we first talked to him about it, he's like, I'm not exactly sure why I jumped out right, the window. Right, right, right. right? right. We're, we're so, okay, so they found out. out. Oh, I know why I jumped out the window now. Hold on. Hold on. So we found out. Right, they found out. Now, for purposes of civil liability, I think is why Brian, you didn't purposely put it up anywhere, and it no. probably didn't go anywhere, right? No, it didn't. Yet somehow, people who don't have access to your phone knew you took a video. My friends had access. Anybody who was on my friends list apparently has access to it. So someone <laughs> took it to staff. They took it to to uh, compliance. They took it to uh, uh, HR. And the rest is I got fired. Okay, right, so right, then right. they pull you in, and they're like, Brian. And did you were you shocked? Did you like do the Brian shock? No, thing? no, I took full ownership of it. And it was out there; they already knew. I mean, I'm not gonna lie about it. I did what I did. And so you at get, this you, point, I'm trying to save my job because right. I knew where it was heading. Right. So you turn to the. Uh, taking responsibility angle to save the job, which cost me my job. <laughs> right, took ownership. Yeah. And ownership. I took ownership. You fucking fired. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you gonna own? Don't take gonna, ownership out there, folks. Are you gonna take folks. ownership of this, Brian? Brian's like, Listen. I take full responsibility <laughs> and ownership. They go, good. Your yeah, ass sure. is canned. Good, you're fired. <laughs> you know, I'm starting to see a pattern yeah. in Brian's decision making. Yeah. I'm starting to see it. All right. So after all of that, right? You lose the job. His right. pattern is when he breaks his arm off in the cookie jar. And he's like, oh, yeah, my arm was no, in the cookie jar. He jar. chooses <laughs> to clam up at the wrong time, and he yeah. chooses to talk well, at the wrong time. Hey, hey, he can tighten up. He gets tight at the yeah. wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, All so right, you lose the job. Right, so you lose the so job. I lose the job. And then what do you do? And this, so and you got rent, you got bills, I got you got huge different bills wait, 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 coming wait. up. So when you lose the job, like, are you driving around in in your your car? He's got a new no, Honda. Yeah, well, were you all like mad? Were you like driving around stewing in your no, Honda? No, not like that at all. I just, I mean, I went and bought a new Honda. <laughs> the one sitting He's, outside here. Yeah, the did. one sitting outside here. He, he upped his overhead. He, yeah, I'll, sh- I'll show them. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, did. yeah, I'll show them. All right, so you got a new car. I got a new car. I went okay. trading my new car in for a new car. Thinking okay. that's gonna make you feel better. It made me feel better for until I heard getting the bills. <laughs> Yeah. It was fine. Now he's no, laughing. No, it was I, fine. I still have the car, and it's been a year. Yeah, so ha-ha on us for laughing yeah. at that choice. Ha-ha, I still have the car. Ha-ha yeah, on you guys. So okay. I, and I you still got the bills. You can all you want. I got to do it. I'm paying the bills, so what the fuck? So funny. All right, Brian, so then how do you go to there to, to picking up a drink? Well, I, I, We need to know this, No, bro. I started drinking a little bit after I lost my job. I, I, I got it, but how do you... Where was the first drink, motherfucker? I don't remember where the first drink was. I That's really don't. bullshit. I don't. I really don't. It that was, means you were yeah. drinking the whole time, Brian. No, no, not at all. Okay, so no, then you know when you started to pick up a drink. I really don't. That's uh, bullshit. I, don't, I mean, I drank a couple times. It was. I'm not a drinker. So, I mean, I don't drink every day. That's not what I, I don't get Dude, drunk. I don't, do I don't that? do that. that you, you doesn't this sound you. like every AA story you ever uh, hear? Yeah, but I'm really trying to hear the guy <laughs> tell the story. Can you uh, fucking let this guy fucking uh, right, he, won't let me t- he wants to pay me to a, to a date. I don't have a date. Uh, okay. It so doesn't, you, it's just not you, like you, that. You, you lose a job and you begin drinking. What what does that look like? What is what is it when you say? Are you walking into a bar? No. Are you picking no. up some no. booze? Like what? No, I'm buying beer. Here, a couple of beers here and there. That's all. That's what I was doing. Just beer here and there. And yeah, you, I'm, just, I'm not. I don't drink hard liquor. I'm not a big hard liquor. I, I, hey, I don't. And even, was this to <laughs> keep I do like off beer. <laughs> or keep at? Was this the? Was this now? And I'm asking you a question. I want you to answer this as best you can. <laughs> Are you drinking the beer? But beer is not your primary choice. Is, you're just bringing the beer just to kind of get a little bit of a head change, but is it kind of keeping it based something you really want to do? What do you mean? Such as drug wise. Drug wise? No. Yeah. Well, you mean I'm I'm an ex heroin addict, so okay. as you know. Okay. Uh, but it's something I have I won't turn to and haven't turned to. Mm-hmm. But so I, I end up using methamphetamine. Wait a second, Steve. Listen, that's what happened. I, I understand that, that that's what happened, but this sounds crazy to me. How long are you drinking for? Uh, I, I'm not really. I don't. I, can, I don't know the number. Of how long I've been. Drinking. I've been drinking a, a minute. I've been drinking a couple months here and there. You've been off. drinking a couple months. <laughs> on and on. had the drinking started to escalate. Yes, it, it started. Did. Sure, it did. I started drinking. And I started once, and it'd be twice, and then three days, things like that. Which what kind of beer do you drink? What's your beer, bro? Uh, I'm, a, you cor- a, I'm a Corona guy. <laughs> corona? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you're just sitting there sucking back Coronas eventually. Yeah, myself and my girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, see. Okay. Okay. Now, and then. It, Go ahead. Okay, so then, <clears throat> how do you go from Corona to meth? Because that's like that big... wasn't, that wasn't uh, really... meth, meth is 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 taking over San Francisco. It is. So you're seeing all this meth use going on. It's all around where you are live. You... It's all through the tenderloin. It's all. See, I'm not understanding you... why some of the people I'm working with, clients I'm working with, are acting the way they're acting, and and then when I used, I understood. Why they're acting the way they're acting. Are you getting this, Steve? This guy's job at one point was to get meth people off of meth and into a program. Absolutely. Yeah. And then what is he Not just meth, anything. Whatever they're using. Drugs, alcohol, drugs, whatever. So how does that happen that a guy... And and you got used to beer. So now at least you can get drunk. They don't know. How do you go from that to meth? I just did. I I don't know how it happened. Someone offered me some. It was a friend of mine that worked worked near where I was at and... I got high one day with him. 
So a friend of yours, where are you at that you're hanging out that, that the people have meth? No, I'm not hanging out. I have my apartments right there by where they work, where he works. Right. And, and so I, he came over one day. I invited him over. He got high. He offered me some, and I used. That's what happened. When was the last time you had used meth prior to this? Oh, man. I, I, don't even, I don't even know. It's been before I went to prison. No, no. I used in prison. I, I used meth a couple times in prison. Okay. But I was a heroin addict. I was a, I was a full-blown heroin addict in prison. Okay. But so, you use, so you used some meth. And were you thinking that the meth... That you were going to use some meth and it was going to resemble or be something like, like what it you used to be. Used. Yeah, because well, I, I didn't know what it was like. I, I hadn't used it so long. I didn't know it was. It turned into what it was turned into. I didn't know it was a drug where you completely get into a sky coast as soon as you use it. So you use it on X. Now, how, when you try it, is this weeks before you bust your ankle? Is this days before? Like no, this happened of, like I used like the day before. Okay, you tried the day before. The day before. And tell me what happened. Did you do a lot? How much did you do? Uh, I probably did a quarter gram or so of it. Really? Yeah. Wait a second. What? I, 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 I injected it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. And then what happened? And then I went on one. I mean, I went on. It was just a complete psychosis and paranoia instantly. What? Really? Like what? What, what, yeah, what were you experiencing? Tell us what you were experiencing. Well, seeing things, hearing things. I mean, I, what made me go out the window is I, I I heard my parole officer outside. You thought? I thought. Okay. <laughs> Take the us part, that. It, Take complete, us it completely changes. Are you alone changes. in your apartment now yes. this time? Yes. It completely are you clothed cha- or naked? <laughs> I'm clothed. Okay. Because that's I don't, a, I, don't that's get, a, I, don't, I don't get naked, dude. Like right, right. I put, I use, okay. I use the method. So you're in there wigging out. Yeah, pretty much. I'm, in, I'm <laughs> in my apartment by myself, <laughs> locked in, and I hear. I start hearing conversations outside. My parole officer, they're there. They're talking to somebody out there about me. <laughs> You know, and I'm thinking, oh, yeah. So oh, I'm shit. thinking, how do I get out of here? There's only one way out of here. I can't. I have to go because they're in they're, the hallway. They're in the hallway. There's no getting out of there. So you usually know there's one way out of my apartment. Mm-hmm. And I look out the peephole, and there they are. So I'm oh, thinking, they're here to you arrest saw me. Them. I saw them. Look out the peephole. So not only audio, but visual. <laughs> oh, visual, <laughs> audio, the whole nine yards. So, and at this point, I think I'm not even thinking about. It. I'm on the second story. I think I'm just going to go out the window. I'm going to get. Out. I'm going to get away out the window. Well, it didn't work that way. My window's 20 feet in the air. From the ground. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah. so, so, like, you open you up the down, week? and you said, "I'm six feet." Remember? Yeah. You said yeah. <laughs> he, he looks out. Go ahead, you tell him. I look up. when I open the window. I look out. I said, "Well, I'm six feet. That I can hang and drop. I'd be fine." <laughs> right? No, yeah. it, it didn't make out much difference from 20 <laughs> feet up. <laughs> so then, and what's below you when you jump out? Like, is it sidewalk. a sidewalk? Oh, yeah, a sidewalk and asphalt. Oh, an alley. An alley. It's in an alley. Now, I- <laughs> so what happens? Take us that's like this, a 1980s bro. movie. Dude. Yeah, it's like a guy in the 1980s movie that's like hanging out his thing in an alley. Drops you hit well, the ground. Well, here's the thing: when I as soon as I dropped, I grabbed. I think this is not working. I, right, right. I grabbed for some conduit on the wall, and it just started coming with me. It was, <laughs> oh. So I let go of that. Right, right, right. And then I hit the ground. What right. time is this? What time is this when you go? This out is the not, this is probably it's probably 10 o'clock at night. This has been going on all day. You know, no, this is this started in the afternoon, mm-hmm. yeah. and the whole, this was going on all day. They were outside. They were going to come in. I'm thinking, how do I get away? I said, I'm not going to jail. It's not happening. Right. So it's nighttime. It was probably about 10, 11 o'clock at night when <laughs> I, I finally went out the window. <laughs> Wait a second. So you, you open up the thing. You look down. You're like, well, I'm six feet down. I'm going to hang. It's going to work out. You, it's going to be fine. You crawl out and you actually hang? Yeah, I dropped. I, I climbed out the window and, and hung. And, and then you, and grabbed, you grabbed? I grabbed the window sill. And, and then I something dropped. started to pull away, you said. It was. I started to like, <laughs> let go. I knew it was nice. Like, this is not good. So I tried to grab the conduit and it came with me. So, so a bunch I, of wires ripped out. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> no, I just let go of it because it was coming down. So I just let go of that, and then I hit the ground. 
Then when you landed, did you land on your heels or what did you? I do? landed on my feet, and uh, <laughs> I completely—I mean, it hurt so bad. I mean, I, I it crushed my heel, so I instantly got sober. <laughs> it immediately got so pain took me completely out of the psychosis. Or you're laid down. I'm on the ground, <laughs> so I try to get up. Uh, yeah, I try to get up. And there's no getting up. You can't put. I can't put any weight on my foot. It hurts. I mean, it's and that it's bad. And it's ten o'clock at night. <laughs> at least ten o'clock. At so night. you're on your Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, everybody. There's those two clubs are right there. Yeah. Because yeah. I live above nightclubs. Night clubs. Right. right. Yeah. And everybody's lined up out there getting trying to get in the nightclub. <laughs> and I'm here. Right. <laughs> Wait. Dude, it's dude. like you like appeared out of nowhere. Like dude, they're like talking, and all of a sudden, poof. Dude, I don't know what that. I don't know what they were thinking. Who's this white guy with the blonde hair on the ground? He doesn't even have a cape. What's wrong with this guy? Not anyone around him. They like look around like, where the hell did this guy fall out of the Or you just kind of appear and they're like, I just just appeared from the ground. I just appeared, I think. They're like, what the fuck is this? Oh my God. Like in the middle of a line to a club. Yeah. So I I crawled to the street because I couldn't walk. I literally crawled to the street. And there's a couple dudes standing and I said, listen, I said, can you? Help me! They said, they said it's not broke. It's probably not even broken. <laughs> 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 they're all doctors. So now they're doctors. <laughs> you what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> they look down and you're like you These fucking doctors wouldn't even help me What'd you tell them for Were you helping me? <laughs> pieces of shit doctors is ever Wait a minute You think this guy You gotta remember This guy's been up for a full day Sweating oh, panicking Oh yeah I've been up for so at least A day and a half like, You must look like What were you wearing dude What were you I don't wearing I was, I don't know I was, I was wearing a pair of jeans and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was dressed Completely dressed <laughs> I can only imagine what I look like to him. Can you imagine, Steve? You're standing in line at a club and Brian comes crawling out of the dark alley, dragging. (laughs) He's dragging his lower body. Yeah, I'm dragging. He's still trying to produce the show. We're not even up there yet. And he's not even fucking, hey, dog, and you're like begging these guys to help you. And they're telling you it ain't broken. That guy tells me it's not broken. They want to lose their spot in line. <laughs> yeah, they got to tell us it's not broken. Well, I think my sh- my foot was facing the other direction, so I think they, that should have been an indicator that it was broken. <laughs> it looked like a ben, <laughs> it looked like a bent hockey stick. It was like, <laughs> it like, like a mannequin, like a busted mannequin. <laughs> yeah. It was bad. So you're like, luckily I had my phone on me. Of course, I took my phone them, with me. Exactly. Wait, you tell them, hey, can you help me? Is yeah, they were. They were your words exactly. No, I, said, I was trying to get somebody to help me up, and they were saying, no, you don't need. Nobody wanted to touch you. Yeah, they, nobody they wanted to touch you. They didn't want to lose their spot in line. I'm sure. Right. That's what I was. So, right. so hey. then what? what's the next move? So I, put, I had my phone on me. I pulled my phone. On, I called nine one one. I told my I needed an ambulance, and they were there like in two minutes. Crowd of people watching him call nine one one on himself. On himself. They wouldn't oh even call 911 for him. They just left him laying there with his phone. <laughs> How fucked up is that, bro? I don't know. You want to know what? That I is w- fucked up. No, you want to know what? Up, I don't know. I, to be honest with you, those long lines in a club, and if you're not a good-looking guy and you're just trying to get in. You <laughs> know, <laughs> he's a good-looking guy. No, 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 no. I'm saying. I wasn't trying to get in, though. You know what, Steve? I probably could have got in. No, Steve, you've never waited <laughs> to get into a club. Like, regular guys oh, like us got to wait. And you've been there for three hours, and you're almost there, and then Brian comes out with a weird foot, and he's and like, he gets hey. in. <laughs> yeah, you're like, nah. You know what? I'm not losing my spot in line, bro. You're on. I want to know how people didn't hear like the conduit and wires all coming down <laughs> to the side of the building, bro. Like, 
No, I let go of those. Right. Okay. I let go of those. They didn't come down. I, even him hitting the pavement. I mean, that wasn't a soft sound. Okay. That, no, I w- w- had had the, the parole officer come through the door when you were jumping out the window? No, I don't think he ever came through the door. <laughs> he right. probably wasn't there. Okay. No, he wasn't there. No, he wasn't right. there. No, but he was Nobody came. Did you see the door coming open? No. Right there? No, I just decided <laughs> I wasn't going to get out of there before they came. Hey, dude. No. Hey, dude, when you, when you woke up from your high, from the pain of your heel... Did you also kind of feel like, what the fuck did I just do? Well, I knew exactly what I did. I mean, uh, that pain has a way of, of straightening you right up. Dude, that was some serious pain. Yeah. So okay. you're sober now in pain. So you're laying on the floor. Yeah, I'm laying you on the ground. Drag I like drag myself feet. Yeah, to, you, you know how far it is from my front, my window fuck, to you. bro. You like drag yourself over like cans and gravel. He's <laughs> 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 lucky he didn't hit a ledge on his, man, his face on bro. a ledge on the way well, down. This guy like dragged him through like a fucking Iranian fucking I, desert. I tell you what, I'm really lucky. Iraqi there's desert. those every few feet, there's those steel poles. Right. To keep people from driving into the buildings. Right. I'm lucky I didn't run into one of those. How many second chances has Brian had by now? Bro. So I want to. So okay. So wait. Paramedics, they show up. Wait, how, wait, wait. So, so then you take this phone out. They won't help you. So you take this phone out. He's and like, I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to get someone to call nine one one for me. They wouldn't. So, but then I had my phone on me. So I. So then you called it myself. So did, were you laying on the ground and you dialed nine one one? Well, I was sitting on the ground. I couldn't get up. I, I was sitting on. I was sitting on the street and try and call nine one one. And I heard. And I told him. I said, "Can you send an ambulance?" I I, I broke my ankle or something. I told him. And, and then came. when they asked you where you were, what did you tell them? I gave the address because I knew exactly where I knew where I lived. I was straight. By that time, I was straight. Did you tell them you were out in the street? Yeah, I told them I was. I was in the alleyway of, of the address. I gave them the address, and they were right there. So the paramedics come. Right, you hear the sirens coming. Yeah, I hear them. Right, and then what happens? They pull up and and ask me what happened. I I told no. them I didn't tell them I jumped out the window. What did you tell them happened? I told them I'd broken my I, I broke my ankle on the sidewalk on the curb right there by in the alleyway. How? How did did they? Uh, look I don't at- remember what I told them. I think I, I don't know I was horse playing or something. They they, <laughs> they put me in, they put me in a you know put me in a gurney and took me to the ambulance. I mean, took me to the hospital. Right. So they said, what happened? You go, ah, I was just jumping around well, at 10 well, at night uh, on a curb well, once, and I broke my ankle. <laughs> once the x-ray, they seen what the injury was, they knew I, no, 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 I, they I, knew I didn't do it the way I said on, I did on. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I just want to make sure. See, he, he, he's lying to the EMTs. They're like, what happened, buddy? And he's like, ah, I was, you know, jumping up and down over by the curb over there, having a fun time at 10 o'clock at night in the middle of San Francisco in the dead of winter, and I broke my ankle. And yeah, did they I look was, at, did I they believe? I horse playing. Horse plane. Yeah, I told him horse plane broke my ankle on what? the curb. That's what I told him. So then when they... By himself. He was horse playing by... <laughs> so when they see that shattered fucking heel... Well, you couldn't see it until they... No, when You can't really see it. There was, no, there was no injuries. You couldn't really tell. Did they... Did you with morphine? No. Help you with the pain? Did no. the EMTs... Did the EMTs... Did you sense that they believed you or not believed you? Did they ask you any more questions? No, I don't know if they believe me or not. I didn't really care at that point. I just wanted to get to the hospital and get things, this thing straightened out. Right. I mean, it, was, it, was not, it was not good, dude. Right. Yeah. Things were not looking up. No, it wasn't, it wasn't good. I mean, it was, I was in serious pain. Right. When did they finally give you something for the pain? Well, they didn't because I'm on, I couldn't right. take anything for the pain. Okay, so they x-ray your foot there? Yeah, they x-rayed it. And when they saw what you did to your foot, it was a different story. Yeah, they though. knew I did. They, they, they knew it was, it's an injury that happens from people that fall from high, from high places. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. It's that type of injury. So, but how do you find that that they don't believe it? Because they come in they with they told the, me they didn't believe me. No, listen. Does a doctor come in with an x-ray and show you like the shards in your heel? No, they never showed me x-rays. He just, he, they told me that 
they knew it didn't happen the way I said it happened. But it didn't really matter. They're, they're not there to determine they could care less. I mean, right. So what did you tell them? I didn't tell them anything. I told them I, I, told them I kept to my story. <laughs> I mean, they're like, it's not like they pressed me. It yeah. was like the police or anything. So, it was so, like that. It was and and if you would have told them you jumped out of a window, then the police might have gotten it. They might have. Right. So right. you're sitting there. They go, uh, uh, Mr. Brian, uh, you know, you told us you were horse playing. On a curve? No, and, they, and they, this conversation, that conversation never happened. It just wasn't like they they took care of it. They you know they did what they did, and then but they were like, but they did. They, they, let put you me know, a, they put me in a half cast, and but they did let you know that that type of injury you have didn't match what you said. Yeah, well, they said ha- those kind of injuries happen from usually from falls. They falls. said, did they say to you something like, you know, we don't usually see this kind of injury except for a guy that gets paranoid and high on meth and <laughs> no. jumps out his building, no, those... or a guy that has parachutes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the parachutes. <laughs> you know, one of those trapeze. The only time we ever time we ever saw an injury like this is when a trapeze artist missed the net yeah. and landed on his foot. Yeah, that's, that's so. What how they, did they send you home that day? Well, well, what I ended up calling, I called my girlfriend. She was in in Sacramento. She came and and she heard him. She jumped in the car and came and took care. Of, she couldn't pick me up. And did you tell? Because I was in the hospital overnight. It kept me overnight. Did you tell her what happened? Yeah, I told her what happened. You were like, look, I went crazy and jumped out the second <laughs> star window. Yeah, she, I wasn't telling a lie to her. Is, what did she say? She was like, I what are you doing, you numbskull? She, she was concerned that I'd, you know, I'd injure myself. She was actually she was actually right there by my side the whole time. Ah, uh, you hear that, love? Well, yeah, you I'm hear that? that <laughs> okay. Not like you guys laughing about it. She cared. Okay, so through this process, you end up going out of that, leaving that place and Wait, wait, wait. So at some point, well, I ended up staying there. I was. This happened about. This happened in June of last year. So I was. I didn't leave there until. Oh, what did happen? I ended up getting. I don't know, a few months, but so October. By October is when I when I ended up getting. I get him getting violated and put back in program. Okay. And you're because I was on one at that point. I didn't give a fuck what happened. I was like, fuck it. You know, I'd already blown through most of my savings and. And I had to buy another, I bought another car I couldn't afford, you know, at that point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I just decided, fuck it, I'm going on one. And luckily, I got busted as soon as I, pretty quickly after I got high again, I got I got arrested. Okay, okay. Wait, 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 wait. What? So, wait a second. This is after you shattered? No, this is in October. This happened... This yeah, happened in after, June. After. The injury happened in June. This happened in October. Yeah. So he already shattered the... What? He shattered the foot. <laughs> and he was, and things started coming apart, and he just started getting high. Yeah, I started getting high. So you, so even, oh, okay. Now look it. Maybe I'm an idiot. Maybe I'm the fucked up one here. But what you're telling me is, is that you had a wake up call with a shattered heel. Like at that point, you knew, like, hey. Well, it was nothing about a wake up call at all. I just didn't give a fuck at that point. It was like, fuck. It. I had a fuck case of case the fuckets. I didn't care. I mean, everything had gone. Everything had fallen apart. I, I didn't give a fuck. But you still had a nice car, and you still had a woman who cared about your foot. No, that by that time, that we, we that this relationship was over with, and uh, I was on one, and didn't give a fuck. So I went so by a new car, of, so I go on one with. <laughs> so part of wait, wait, wait. so part of the part of the fuck it's was that you lost that relationship. Well, the relationship was it was since we we'll go into the relationship thing. The, she's on parole. And, and her pro officer couldn't d- didn't like the fact that we were together. So he did everything in his power to get us apart. Uh, so like he ended up sending her to Sacramento to get us away, get us away from each other. So that's when everything went downhill from there on that relationship. Job relationship. Yeah, everything was gone. I didn't. It's just Bust like I didn't give a fuck. So. But he still had a nice car. Yep. I still do. Mm-hmm. Still do. <laughs> Except for now, I'm not getting high. 
So you go in the program. <laughs> Wait, how did he get arrested for the thing? Was it? So what happened? How did you get busted for the second time getting high? I was. I had pulled over the side. I was. I was on Larkin Street. It was in San, close to where I, I went and got some beer. I'd, I was coming back. I was arguing with somebody that wasn't there because I was so high and out of my fucking mind. Holy shit! That I'd pulled over, open my door, and I'm arguing with somebody in my car that's not there. That's how bad this methamphetamine is. <laughs> right, yeah, right, right, that's, that's right, how ridiculously right, right, fucked right. up this shit. You guys is. hear that? Arguing with somebody in that's, his car that's in my car that's there. completely Listen, real to me, but it's not there. But that's, wait, how the, that's how that shit gets. Yeah, there. but like that's the downside. What is the upside? I mean, the obviously, to what? Mother, uh, don't to use a method. Do, I mean, yeah, why do people there's no use upside? Because, because, no, I don't know no, there's upside. no, 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 no. You're telling on doing it. Yeah, so why, no, what's the upside for meth? There's a downside is is you argue with people that don't exist. Or there is no upside. The upside it takes you out. It 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 helps you deal with the bullshit that's going on all the time. You don't give a fuck. That's what it's, that's what the Steve, upside is. If there is an upside, what's the general upside to meth? Like, why do people do it? I think for like to the escape first, the first few hours, there's a exhilarating feeling. God, yeah, there's this euphoria, euphoria, all that. Yeah. All right. You're pumped up. You feel superhuman. You have a lot of energy, and as that dissipates rather quickly. You start going into psychosis. Right. Got it. Okay. Audio, visual hallucinations, and, and that's where it starts and it going really all takes bad. off. And the and the longer you're up, the more intense and real all these things. The the the, the longer you're up with no hydration, no food, no food, no sleep, these uh, all these audio hallucinations, all this stuff, you start to become more and more real. All right. But the crazy thing is, there's a part of you. There's a crazy there's, thing? There's a the part of you that knows exactly that that's completely attached to reality. And, you know, and you're telling, and you th you're telling yourself that's just not real. But at the same time, you can't differentiate. Yeah, you can't. You can't. It's like you're arguing with. It's like two people. You're, you're arguing with yourself. So and, you're arguing. Not, well, you're arguing with this person. I ain't there. That's not there. I'm arguing with someone that's not there. I'm trying and to what, get them out of my fucking car. They right. won't get out of my car. So I said, listen. <laughs> Well, if I buy you some, buy you a beer, would you get the fuck out of my car? Uh -huh. That's what it took to get him out of my car. So when I finally, this is it's even crazier at this point. Mm -hmm. As I'm going back to my house, I think this person's got a weapon. So I said, that's it. <laughs> fuck you. Oh, I pull over. I tell him I'm not taking Get the fuck out of my car. Because you got a weapon on you. Yeah, he's got a weapon. I, I'm not, I, yeah, I'm wondering what's, you know, what's really going on. This guy won't get out of my fucking car. So I pull over. We're arguing for probably it was hours. Was he a good and, arguer? I don't even know, dude. Oh, okay. He wasn't there, so the, no, argue, I know, the argument was me. The whole the whole thing was me no, arguing I mean, with myself. Mean, like, did he have good comeback? You're like, hey, listen. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't get out of my car. There wasn't. I don't know. So the whole so people were probably he starting to trip on me. Stayed in the car for two hours. Yeah. Was that people comeback. are starting to trip on me at this point. <laughs> so here and here come someone had went and told the police they were on a foot patrol. Here they come. And they walk up to me and ask me, sir, is there a problem? I said, no, there's no problem here. I said, I'm just, I got a problem. This one guy won't get the fuck out of my car. I think, I think he's armed. <laughs> so he, no, I never said none of that. I think right. he's armed. They thought I had a knife on me, which I didn't have a weapon on me. And so they look at my car and says, sir, there's nobody in your car. So at that time, it's all bad at that point. So, so what happens? So they, what do you mean? Well, you know, they see him. They well, see, who the fuck is he? Yeah, they see, I, they see him. They ask, I see I've got, I got a tank top on. They see I'm covered in ink. So oh, covered in yeah. what? In tattoos. Oh, I see. So they ask me if I'm on parole. I tell you, yes, I'm on parole. They try, who's your parole officer? I tell them, I said, listen, because when you have contact with police, you have to tell your parole officer. Right. So I tell them, listen, I'll, I'll tell them tomorrow. I'll make contact and tell my parole I, I had contact with the police. And they said, no, we'll call them. So they called him. You mean they didn't trust you to call? Well, I, I don't know what his deal was. Um. So... He he calls my parole officer. They I hear him talking. He asks him, "Did you find anything on him?" I had four beers, unopened beers in my car, 
And uh, that What's bought the- for the guy that I was arguing with. He drank two of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so they said I seemed to be, I seemed normal. They were going to let me go. Right, and he he said no, he found that he's no, yeah, he's not out of Seems normal, except he's, for the person he said, he, that he's talking yeah, to. Yeah, well, he didn't bring you that up. They didn't bring you that up. I, he, they thought, you know, I said, well, listen, when I went inside, I said I was going to go inside and call the police, which I was, I wasn't. I went inside. I said when I went inside, he must have left. But my car's dark. I, I, I my windows tinted. Uh, you can't really see inside my car. So, at that point, I hear him telling. He says, yeah, he can't, we had he had four beers in his car, and they said, well, bring him in, arrest him. He can't have alcohol, so they arrested me. I spent 11 days in jail. Fuck. And that, those 11 days, what were those 11 days like? Were you sure you were going back to I thought I was going prison? back to prison, for sure. Luckily, I mean, because I had the injury and I had, the can- I had a cane, they put me in the uh, medical ward, put me in a, in a, in a, in a medical facility mm-hmm. inside uh-huh. the jail. So he came to see me about, I don't know, 10 days later. The P.O. Yeah, about ten days he let me go in there. You know, panic. He waited to the very end. To the very end. What you tell him? What was the deal when you? When no, he goes, there? listen. He goes. He goes. Listen. I want. I'm going to ask you a few questions. You can uh, uh, keep in mind that I might know the answers to some of these already. Uh, I said, let's just get honest. So I got honest with him. And what'd you say? I, he asked. I answered every question honestly. I told him what had happened. He asked me if I'd been traveling. I said, yeah, I've been traveling. I've been back and forth to Sacramento because I had. I I, I I I don't think he knew that at the point. There's no way he could have possibly known that. But I wasn't taking that chance. I mean, right. Know. So I asked him at the end. I said, "Listen, I said if I would have been honest with you, what would have happened?" He goes, "You bastard, be going back to prison." Right. So they put me back in Walden House. So you got another program. second I, chance. I got another chance. Jesus fucking. I've Christ. had three. I've had three violations, and each, each time they've I've been lucky enough to three three violations. I had two at one time. One the first one I I had a violation for traveling. They put me on a an ankle right. monitor for eleven months. Yeah. That, that, that kept place. that kept me from traveling. Uh-huh. <laughs> as soon as they took it off, I'm traveling again. So, Man, idiot! I'm taking just throwing my fucking my opportunities away. Yeah, but like I hear you say that, and well, like I've heard you say that now like eight times, and I, I see your eyes, and there's some part of me that's like, you know what, this dude ain't learned no lesson. Well, I've learned now. I I'm mean, sitting you LA. said that. <laughs> I'm sitting in L.A. I'm not going nowhere again. Because I we'll will go see. back to prison. We'll, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. We'll see. So, okay. So <laughs> If I do, I'll go back to prison. <laughs> you see that? Ain't like I haven't done it before. Ain't like I can't do it. I mean, uh, I, I'm not going to go back, so it doesn't, you know, you can believe what you want. <laughs> we'll see. Now, so listen. So then what happens? Your P, you tell your PO, honestly, you're like, look, I've been traveling all around. I jumped out of a window. I argue with people that don't exist. Right. And then he said, okay, this is what we're going to do. What did he set? He set you back to Walden House. Then what happened? Put me back in program. Yeah. And as soon as my, my, I had to report to court every week to, as, a, as a progress report. And Awesome. But then I graduated from the court and went AWOL. On my last one, I went AWOL from, from my program. And how did you go AWOL? Yeah, what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I, <laughs> how did you go AWOL? <laughs> well, I, I, I'm still using occasionally, so I started. I used again, and how does that? I, I went down to Windsor. It just happens, bro. I don't know. No, how no, no, happens. no. It just no, happens, dude. Like, happens. Are you hanging out with a friend? I'm not hanging out with anybody. So you just go. You you, you waiting to graduate, and you're like, boy, I can't no, wait. I'm not, I'm not even waiting. I'm not even waiting to graduate. Met. It's not like that. I'm in program. I'm already out of the Walden House. I'm on the island. Uh, I'm waiting to get an extension. For another forty-five days. So he's in the sober living. He's I'm in sober living. Treatment. He's not I'm in the sober living. living. I'm not part. having to use the whole time. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
I, I went. To, I used. I end up, yeah, I ended up using. So I went to Windsor to see. I, went, I don't even know who she was. Went to where? I, Windsor, California is like sixty miles away. Okay. It's it actually is fourteen miles past the fifty mile range, so sixty four okay. miles. Okay. <laughs> but I don't check it. You know, I'm, I think I just end up going down there. Uh, I'm with some friends, and we're in a park, and across the street's a police station. How, how unlucky was that? And here I am in a here I am in a tank top again. These cops see me. They hear they come across the street. And start harassing the fuck out of me. Oh, they're harassing you. Yeah, they're absolutely harassing me because I because I just because like, they see prison tattoos. Oh, that's so unfair. I'm not saying it's unfair. It's just that's what happened. Hey, but, 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 it is fucking unfair. You told me you, <laughs> unfair. You fucking drove out. You got give a fuck. You, you guys, they don't know me. They don't know shit. They, you know what? I'm maybe they with do. friends, dude. Hey. I, they don't know me from. Adam. Hey, Brian. Maybe they do know you. No, they don't know me. Maybe they know your type, Brian. Whatever my type is, I don't know. It's a type that don't follow directions. I'll tell you that. So, Brian, you told me that. You, you were out there with some chick you didn't even know. I didn't even know. Someone I just no, met. No, no, I don't no, know tell her. Tell me the truth. Yeah, it's true. I don't know her. What are you doing? I just, I'm you just got high. Fucking... Did you meet her on, online or something? Like that? No, I met her I met her there when I was in Windsor. I went to Windsor and I met her there. What made you go to Windsor? That's the I, I thought I was going to go to Santa Cruz and help a friend move, some, but I ended up in Windsor somehow. I'm out of my mind, bro, at this fucking time. I don't know where right. I'm Right. That's what I'm getting nah, at. You know what? That still doesn't make sense to me. How do you go to Santa Cruz and end up in Windsor? I didn't Windsor? go to Santa Cruz. I no, ended up I in said, Windsor. I don't know how I got there, but I, I blacked out. Were I, you I started having blackouts. Using? Yeah, I'm using. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. That I'm, makes sense. Uh, so I get to Windsor and... You're in a park across the street. I'm in a park in the middle of daytime across the street and there's a police station. <laughs> I don't see a police station. Right. I'm not right, looking right, for a police right, station. Right. I'm not doing anything there? wrong. Are there people there with you? Yeah, there's a park full of people. No, are you there with anybody? I'm there with who? this this girl I just met and some some friends. I had friends of hers. Okay. And here they come, and they pick me out of the fucking crowd because I'm I'm almost got tattoos on them, mm-hmm. and ask me start asking me start grilling me like they do. Mm-hmm. So I can I can answer. I'm completely cooperate. Ask her all their questions, and I give them my information on parole because they know I'm on parole. Because you can't lie to them if they ask you. You have to let them search you. Mm-hmm. So they search me. I said, and after about an hour of being harassed, uh, they put handcuffs on me. I said, why are you putting handcuffs on me? Are you arresting me for something? Mm-hmm. He says, he goes, no, it's my hand comes from my safety and yours and because of your past. I thought, well, here we go. <laughs> my past is all I need to hear, and I know what time it is. Mm-hmm. And I know where it's going from here. So they put me in the back of their car. And I said, so what are you arresting? Are you gonna, really going to arrest me? I said, he go, I said, just let me leave. My car's right there. And he goes, no, it's too late for all that. we got too many complaints on you. Too many complaints? From who, dude? Who didn't complain from nobody? What, being in the park? <laughs> I mean, Seriously? But they really it's, didn't. Li- it's just what? a couple of fucking cops wanted to harass. Two white cops wanted to harass me. That's because I had tattoos on me. These guys really didn't. To it. These no, guys. Not. These guys really didn't like Brian. Something no. about Brian. No, they're just fucking cops that don't like people with tattoos on them. I guess. <laughs> they obviously got prison ink on me. I know, but this shit happens all the time. Jamal, this is not unusual if it happened. If you've ever been in jail, which you haven't, right? And you've been a, you've got tattoos on you, which you probably don't. Not like that. You'd be harassed by police. Well, let me ask you a question, right? They're harassing you because you got these tattoos, right? That's exactly the reason they're harassing me. Okay, easy. I'm just saying that's why they're harassing right, me. Listen, <laughs> and they're and because they're thinking like this guy is a is a troublemaker. I don't know what they're thinking. They're no, no, no. They see the prison tattoos, right. and to them, they're prejudging you. They're saying sure you're they a troublemaker, right? That's fine. They, yeah, yeah. Is that right? I'm assuming they. Don't, I don't know what they're harassing. Why they're harassing me? Do because are got you a troublemaker, Brian? No, I'm not a troublemaker. All right. This interview is not going well at all. Man. Why? She's not. Why? Does that upset you? Does that upset you, dude? No, I'm cool, man. No, I'm no, cool. no. I'm, I'm good. I'm good, bro. Right. So they take you in the car. You told me they, that you lost the shoe. 
No, I didn't lose. <laughs> no, I didn't lose a shoe. I had my, you know, because I, I, I just had surgery, so I had a shoe off because it was my my foot swells up all the time. Right, 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 right. And <laughs> these fucking assholes wouldn't let me even put my shoe back on. <laughs> so they left the shoe by the park. I, yeah, they was. Yeah, they wouldn't let me get my shoe. Fucked up. Bro. Or my phone or anything else. <laughs> So they here's let me tell you what they do. Let me tell you what they did, bro. On. Let me tell you what they after they here's so they put me in their car and yeah. I tell them I so I so I what am I going to jail for? I I just, he goes you got two choices. So you have you can either we're either going to take you to jail yeah. or we're going to take you to San San Ramon and drop you Santa off. Rosa? Santa Rosa and drop you off. I Santa Rosa is nice. I said place. what? <laughs> take me where and drop me off. I said well I'm not going to jail. Uh huh. Right. So I guess we're going to Santa Rosa. Right. So, why would they? Why so did they, they take me to Santa Rosa? I don't know why because they took me to because they wanted to get me fucked off. So yeah, they t- this, this are, so they t- so I guess maybe they're uh, it's their time to you know just their kind of justice. So they take me to Santa Rosa and drop me off in the ghetto at nighttime, a white boy in the ghetto at nighttime with one shoe on. <laughs> so picture that in a tank top, <laughs> in a tank top, and a pair with of shorts <laughs> with prison tattoos on me. Oh, That's what bro. these punk motherfuckers did. So they drove you to an, an, an a black neighborhood that figured Pretty, those yeah. guys would fuck you That's up. Exactly what they wanted to happen. Why, why else would they have done that? Yeah, no, you're right. It's that story where like where you see they take a gang member to yeah, uh, they've to, done that to me they, before. Yeah, yeah, so you know what I'm talking about in L.A. So these guys. So what happened, did that dude? To me. So you're walking around a black neighborhood, and then with, with one, one shoe, shoe on. So I end up, I end up <laughs> running into some guy. Some I end up buying a pair of shoes from a, from a, a homeless guy. Homeless guy had a white dude had a whole bag full of shoes. Oh yeah, you, you got <laughs> yeah. my size. Yeah, he had my size, bro. So I gave him ten bucks for a pair of shoes, and I, that's why. And and I couldn't, I couldn't get. Dude, I could. It's closed. Everything's closed. Which I'm not thinking about the virus thing. Everything's closed. That's why I can't figure out oh, why I can't no. find nothing open. So I see a hotel. So I said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna." I go to this hotel and I I rent a room for the night. And the next day, <laughs> the next day, I end up getting a bus, catch a bus all the way across town to a Ross. It's everything's closed, dude. I, I'm thinking, what? Well, I was going to buy a pair of shoes and another shirt. So I've been seeing this cab driver all day long. The same cab driver, yellow cab. And I'm walked for hours, bro. It's, I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> With a broken foot. Yeah. Well, no, I have. I have a pair of shoes on now. My foot. I'm no, whipping, but I'm I mean, whipping, you shouldn't yeah. be walking no, around. Not like that. Not without a cane. Right. So I finally I go into I go into this. First I go into Seven Eleven. Ask a girl, well, can you call a cab for me? She calls. And she says there's nobody working. So I, I walk for another mile or so down to this <laughs> down to this <laughs> this uh, the last business I see open was a was a uh, 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 what do you call it shop some kind of a mechanic shop right. And I said, can you, give me a favor, can you call me a yellow cab? Because i seen this guy in a yellow cab. Yeah. And he, go, he, call, he looks up the number, calls him. He goes, he'll be here in five minutes. In five minutes, he was there, dude. So, and then what he, you, I, I'm, par- I'm, I'm, still, I'm still high, bro, at this point. So I'm really uh, paranoid. Nah, that makes sense. So I tell him, listen, can you take me to a bus station? I said, better yet, can you drive me to San Francisco? Will you drive me to San Francisco? I'll give you 100 bucks. And he goes, uh. No, I told him I'd give you 75. He goes, I'll do it for 100. I said, how about 75? He goes, I'll do it for 80. So I give him 80 bucks. He takes me to Treasure Island. Jesus Christ. See, that's another second chance. <laughs> but this another- dude left his meter running the whole time. It was $250 meter. It was, but I said, how do you keep your meter running all night? He goes, they don't give a fuck. I was yeah. like, what? Gypsy. Yeah, it's a ta- <laughs> Gypsy cab, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's a taxi so cab in Santa Rosa. When you get back, you're MIA. Everybody knows you've been missing. I've already, they've already and you're called, wearing weird uh, homeless shoes. They've, <laughs> they've already called my parole officer. They've already <laughs> AWOL'd me. You know, that was Daryl for you. Daryl did that. Yeah. And called Michelle, who my case manager. She called, They called my parole officer, and it was not good after that. So then what happened? So I ended up, uh, I ended up getting sick. 
They take me to the hospital, make me go to the hospital because of this coronavirus thing. They put right. me through the whole thing. They want to quarantine right. me for two weeks because I had a couple labs that showed like that I might have I might have been exposed, but I wasn't. And I didn't have a temperature or no cough or nothing like that. Another so. second chance. Another third chance. <laughs> Four chance. Think about that, Steve. How many chances have we got? And they, he's even beating coronavirus with homeless shoes. He found a taxi <laughs> in Santa Rosa. He was able to, he's still in his mind enough to like, you know, negotiate him down from 100 to 80. And he gets back <laughs> MIA, coronavirus, some tests, shows, might have been exposed. Quarantine. It's crazy. So parole is telling you you're out of here. Well, no, they're not telling me nothing. I, this about two yeah, weeks later. Happens? Yeah, about two weeks later. I mean, I know something's gonna happen. I'm not gonna let this go. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, they can't sweep this under the rug. No, for they're not gonna sweep nothing under the rug. Mm-hmm. So they, they, I was, they tell on Friday they they already kicked me out, but no one tells me anything. Mm. And so that was a Friday. So they had already made arrangements to send me. To, they're gonna kick me out of San Francisco, which you know, they. I, we have a new supervisor in the parole office, so he, his first doctor duty was to kick me out of San Francisco. So during coronavirus, they're going to kick when there's you a, out. When there's a when there's a shelter in place order, but of course I can travel. So I have they give me. I a, love his. I love Brian's outrage. They, 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 I'm not they, outraged at all. No, I'm no, glad no, they sent me down here. Thank you very much. No, but I love it though because he's always like, yeah. Then they kick me out. I mean, I guess there's a sh- shelter in, but not for me. Not for me, there wasn't. Yeah, that's funny how they can just the rules apply the way they want them to apply. You see, he's still outraged. I'm not outraged, why dude. Are you why that? shelter in? What is he doing? Why is he saying that shit? Bro? It's true. Why shelter you in when you just jump out a window? Yeah, why? All right, so you, so, so then, what, so Steve, so at this point, right, Steve, you don't know any of this. Well, yeah, he, he I talked to him, and it, well, I get the call when they tell you. Something like you could go live in your car, but you're yeah, that's out what of he here. tells me. You live in your car, but you're out. Yeah, pack up and get out. Gas up and get out of here. And I had till I had to report Tuesday morning to L.A. office, I, I, which I did. Brian's like, you think you can uh, type me a letter? <laughs> you know, like a good standing letter. You know, so I put together a letter for him. I'm like, they can't kick you, dude. You're owned by the state of California. As long as you're on parole, these people have to take care of you, whether they like it or not. Yeah, because right. I'm a lifer. And, you can't be homeless. And, they, and then I go, and then just stall, because if they want you to move to San to L.A., then they've got to find you housing. They have to do everything, and that's going to be hard to do during coronavirus. Mm-hmm. They ain't going to be able to pull that off. They did. So he's like, <laughs> all right. I go, I go. You just stay stuck. Hold your ground, bro. Make them do all the work. I'm telling you, nobody's going to accept you. You're not going to. They can, they ain't going to be able to just send you down here, bro. There's coronavirus going on. <laughs> Bro, man, I, I was him, going like, so all fast. Right, bro. Okay, all right. I don't hear from this guy for 24 hours. The next text I get from him is like, "Hey, I'm at the LA." That's <laughs> 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 exactly what happened. And it's like I get the text at like. <laughs> I get a text. I wake up to take a piss at like 6 a.m. And this is it. My phone's going off. A <laughs> text message. I look at it. It came in at like 5.15 a.m. It was that early? Saying, Hello. I'm at the L.A. parole office. Yeah. So she called. My parole officer, my new parole officer called me back before I left. She goes, oh, I, I said, I'll be there at 10 o'clock. So they ordered me at 10 o'clock. She goes, no, I, I, I need to find your housing. I think I got your housing. I need you here at 7 o'clock. So, okay. I got there at 7 o'clock and she wasn't there. She, she didn't get there until about 11. So. So they found me housing. They put me in a, a Hollywood uh, reentry program, which is yeah. ran by CDCR. Yeah, yeah, good. So it's worked out pretty well, actually. That was a real wake up call this time, huh? <laughs> it was a real. Did you learn up. your lesson yet? Or? We'll see. <laughs> see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> time will tell. That's true. <laughs>
Dude, so Steve, do you have any? Qu- I mean, we've just heard an amazing saga. Do you have any questions? I like, do. I have a lot. What what what, what <laughs> occurs you to you? What occurs to you? Because you know, <clears throat> I'm listening to this, and I'm, dude. I'll be real. I'm gonna be real, Brian. I sense an immense amount of anger inside of you. I don't know what you, what you think I'm angry about. What am I? I mean, not, the world doesn't know me shit. I don't think you. Really, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what you're angry. I honestly don't know. But I'm really feeling like, as funny as the story is, right? As funny as it kind of is, there's an element to where you're like, there's a there's like an inner rage. He's a resistance going on in Brian about this whole thing, mm-hmm. right? I mean, do you? I mean, maybe you wouldn't use the same words I'm using, mm-hmm. but would you say at least there's an inner resistance? Mm-hmm. I think there's an amount of immaturity to Brian that's kind of like, no, I'm a fuck up. Well, I just, oh, well, we'll see. Like, and I think that there is a frustration. I think frustration, this is my opinion. Yeah. This is my opinion. This isn't necessarily the truth. My right, opinion. right. And my opinion is, like, there is some frustration. I think uh, there's some pent up frustration about being gone a long fucking time. Sure. Okay. That would make sense. Um, that is whatever. That's on Brian to, you know, deal with and get through. But I think there's bigger than that. I think that there's, and I'm just being honest right now. I think that there's a, a chemical dependency issue that. You think? You know, <laughs> that Brian's aware of, is known, has been going on a long time in his life. And. That's part of one of your coping tools. You brought that out with you. And you may have addressed and did all this time, went through all these classes and done all this stuff, but that one thing hasn't really been addressed and handled. And I think that it's starting to, you're starting to see that maybe it's always been with you and that it's held you back in many ways. And 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 now from some of the talks we've had, it's not like it's something that's new to you. You know it. And I think that you felt like you there was a way that you could skate by and still manage this thing. I think at, at this point in time in your life, it's no longer, it's really not serving you, bro. It really well, not serving it, you. It's, it hasn't served me for a long time. I mean, I know I've had this issue for for years. and I mean, I've went years where I clean and, and, and something will happen, a stressor will happen, and I'll use that for an excuse to get high. And that's when it all starts all over again. There's a lot so, of people like that. A lot of people like that, man. You know, it um, comes from my. You know, it comes from the way I grew up, and I mean, there's a lot of shit. That, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff going on that you know I haven't dealt with, and until I deal with that, and who knows, maybe I'll be facing this for who knows the rest of my life. I don't know. How old are you now? Sixty two. Sixty two. Right. So, how many more years do you think you got on this planet? Oh, that's hard to tell. I mean, I mean, reali- realistically, maybe I don't know. Maybe twenty. Maybe thirty. Let's be generous. Maybe thirty. Right. So you're 62. You got 30 years left. You've lived twice as long as you think you got left, Brian. Twice as long. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what you think I've been through. I don't don't know what you think I've done. I don't know what you think I've experienced. I don't know. But I can tell you this. You got maybe 30 years left to figure this fucking shit out. And you know all the moves, right? Like, you know 
how to say yes and no and you know how to be just enough honest to you know get some buy-in from the other people but if you're saying to me honestly that today i know that there's certain ways that i grew up that i haven't dealt with yet right Yeah, yeah if you're saying that honestly there, then your then your then your house is on fire, my friend. Your house is burning up. Your house is burning up, and you gotta put the fire out. Otherwise, it ain't gonna happen for you. It ain't. It may not. And you might have resigned yourself to that. Have you resigned yourself? That no, I, 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 not really. No. Okay. I, I mean, you think I like being like this? Maybe. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know, bro. I'll tell you something. I've dealt with a lot of people with troubled experiences. All right? I've dealt with a ton of them. A ton. A lot. People don't know. Even on the show, people don't know how much time and energy I put into working on these things, thinking about life and what I've been through so I didn't succumb to the shit that was around me. How serious I am. Right? I've, out, I've outlasted a lot of guys and gals that can talk a good one. I'll tell you that right now. And that's true. That ain't made up. That's real. Yeah, that is true. So, so when I'm telling you right now, when somebody says to me, you think I like being like this? In the old days, when I was young and inexperienced, I would have been like, of course not. It doesn't look like it's working out for you. But now, where I'm at now, I have to believe that some people do like being fucked up. They don't got responsibilities. They're a, they're a sad sack case that people can feel bad about. They, they got they, When you fuck up all the time, you create distractions from what's really going on inside of you, right? What's really going on inside of you. You know, you can you know, drive around. Maybe you'll beat them. You'll show them. Maybe they owe you, Brian. Maybe they fucking owe you. No, he owes me nothing. I don't know. If I, I don't know. I, don't, I can't see into your heart, so I don't know. But maybe... You feel like somebody, I know you're mad about how you got in because the one guy didn't own up to his shit and he got rich and he fucked bitches and he had the diamonds and he got the fucking moonwalk with fucking Christy Brinkley or whatever the fuck it is, right? You wouldn't be human if you wouldn't be like internally raging about something like that. I don't think you'd be a human being, right? But... So that's what I'm trying to tell you, man. Like when you say like, oh, I don't think anybody owes me anything. Sounds good. But I, I mean, just me. I know I think that guy owed me something. And I might not ever get that payout. What am I going to do with that? But maybe you come from a background where you're trained to fuck yourself up first. Like if I'm mad at somebody, I'll fuck myself up. I'll punish myself. Because I wasn't allowed to express my anger in certain ways. I wasn't allowed to go out there and do anything or whatever it is. Well, I, I don't know what it is. I'm honestly saying. But I am telling you that you got 30 years. Your house is on fire, bro. And there's some people that are listening right now. Their house is on fire, too. Not only that, there's some people right now that their house didn't even catch as much fire as yours did, and their house collapsed. There's guys that are still oh, in the yeah. joint. There's guys that are still in the joint right now that might be listening to this, listening to a guy who had so many chances. That maybe he had too many. Maybe he still thinks there's another one around the block. They ain't even had close to that chance. Nothing close. And might not ever get any. 
Well, there's definitely some that they, they don't have a second. And they got to learn how to find peace with that. Well, I think it's something that me and Brian have talked about. And this is, you know, because I know Brian pretty well. Me and Brian have talked about some things. And I constantly share this as I do. And I look at my own experiences as well. I look at my experiences. And, and, in, and in them, they are not maybe in some ways, and especially in incarceration, so long and depthful. But I look at a whole of all the things I've been through and I'm like, why am I still here? And I believe I'm still here because I was meant to come out the other side of that stuff in order to do something. Maybe share that story, maybe this, maybe that. And Brian, I, it almost like just looking at the picture, a guy like you to make it through 35 years of incarceration and come out with your wits about you physically, mentally, you know, together. I just can't imagine that this power, whatever you want to call it, that's greater than us, had you go through all that to come out here and throw it away and talk to people that aren't there and get loaded and throw it away. I just don't believe that, that God works like I'm going to punish this guy. I'm going to have him do all that. Then I'm going to dangle him around and freedom him for a little while and then I'm going to throw him back in or kill him. I don't, man. And I, and I think that that's, this is something that you, yeah, hopefully you can come to the place to start believing in that. And then the other thing is, man, is like, I'm a, I'm a drug addict and a dope fiend. I, I know that about myself. You know that about yeah, myself. Yeah, I know that about myself. Um, Better than anybody. And when, I, and when I hear the stories, there's no doubt. And if I'm not going to share with somebody I care about that's like me and see what I have, that they have that, if I see it, then I'm going to tell them. I'm going to push them. I'm going to share what's helped me. I'm going to encourage them to get on this path, man. Because the things that me and you talk about that you want to be involved in and you want to accomplish what you want to do with your life, there's no way that that's going to happen living this double life. Living this life where you show up like 70% and then 30% you disappear and go do some shit undercover and you think nobody... Like it, We talked about it on the other show, it catching up with you, trying to straddle the fence. So what I was it trying always, to get it always catches earlier up. is always catches up. It always up. does. So it's it's one or the other, man. And God knows, I don't think anybody here or yourself wants to see you just go straight off on an But the other one's gonna take a commitment to being all in on this side. And you're you're with two guys that are committed. You've seen or you're beginning to see just by watching you're seeing people in your lives that are committed to another way of living and they're having different experiences than you. And you have friends that want to help you, stand by you, support you in this other world, this other way of living. And it's like you move down to L.A., man. You've got a fresh start again, man. And it's your opportunity to try something you've never done and you might get something you've never had. See, I think it's a philosophy thing in terms of what... What Brian's feeling for himself is, because I'm hearing you tell that, and it's exactly right what you're saying, but I bet you Brian's heard that a million times, right? Up to now, he's heard, it's up to you, Brian. You got a clean slate. You can make what you want. How many times do you think he's heard? And I know, because there's something in Brian, right? He, he doesn't get that he's inherently valuable. Like, there's something of value in Brian, like, as Brian. And he's not able to honor that. Something's going on where he can't take care of himself. Right. He can't. Like, he's got a second chance again. 
And there's something inside of Brian that's like, I'm not worth an effort. I'm not worth my to own. To parent themselves even. Yes. Right. You hear what my man's talking about? I hear him loud and clear. It's, it, it, and he's probably right. I mean, I, I've, I've given up on myself mm-hmm. I, I, more, than, more than one time. Mm-hmm. Why? 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 What is it? Nobody says they've given up on themselves. Nobody says that, bro. Unless they've at some point given up on themselves. Yeah. What causes you to give up on yourself, Brian? Uh, I, I don't know. I, if I knew the answer to that, maybe I would f- find another way of doing things. What causes you not to think that your own self-worth is worth you taking care of yourself? I, I don't know if it's if I, I don't know if I if I think that. Uh I mean, it's, 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 I don't know. I, I really don't. Shimon, what, I don't know what the answer is. If I did, then I, I would be doing things a lot different. Maybe who this is it? my last chance. Who didn't take care of you? Did you your mean? dad take care of you? Did your dad take good care of you? No, my dad was a piece of shit. Why was he a piece he of shit? He was just a violent fucking piece of shit that liked to, you know, his, he handled everything through violence. Did he beat you? Not, well, my real dad was never there. He beat my mother. My stepfather used to beat on me. Right. That was his, I mean, my whole life growing up. So, okay, so let me ask you this. Think about this. You think it's possible for a young Brian to learn that he's not worth anything because his biological father wasn't even there? I mean, obviously, if you were worth something, wouldn't wouldn't he have stayed around? And then second, the next man that came in humiliated you. Well, my first father was a drunk and a criminal. So, I mean, that, that that was the message I got there. And then... My stepfather was like, I don't know what his deal was. He just had the dynamic of having stepchildren and having a, a, a son that wasn't his. I don't know. He just, I don't know what his deal was. He just. There's a lot of stepdads that actually love having a stepson and realize. No, this guy didn't. Right. You see that, Steve? You see how there's a, there's a connection there for sure, Brian, for you that you got to really look at, man. Like you need to really talk it out and you need to connect the dots between how you were raised and how you're raising yourself now. Yeah, because, bro, it, it, do you hear the way I talk about Brian? Yeah. How do I talk about this guy? When I talked about introducing him to you, and I tell you, you what love kind of this. Man, He's this a guy, stand up guy. The, dude, there's so few, there's only a handful of people that I fucking know when they say something, they're going to follow through because I've seen them do it, man. That no matter what, can, they're going to fucking be there for you. Sometimes without even asking a question. They're just going to show up, be there. And that's how you are, Brian. I mean, you're as solid as they get, bro, with me. With right. me, as my friend in my life. Yeah. This guy is showing up, bro. Like, I wouldn't have made it through San Francisco without this guy, bro. Okay? Right. And he, 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 he doesn't say something that he's not going to do and do it, you know? And I, I, I speak so highly of you, and it's like, man, I'm seeing this guy. Not that I haven't, bro. Come on, man. Not that I haven't been the number one relapser in the world and fallen. I'm not. I'm saying that I'm watching it in my bro that tries to keep it together and keep like mass on. Then he'll reveal it to me what's going on, and I'm like, this dude's suffering of maybe a number of things, like you're talking about. But there's definitely a substance thing. It's gonna. How does it fo- make you feel, Steve? Like, let me ask you a question. You I, love. I can. I can. I, I can tell you. It makes me feel like I feel about my son, and that is why can't this guy see how good he is? Why can't he recognize the value in himself 
to take care of himself. Right. How can you be such a good guy and not see that you're a good guy and start to take care of does this it, good guy? Does it break your heart? It, it, it bums me out, man, because... Do you love Brian? Absolutely, I love him, man. Like, Are you I love hearing him. that? I got his back, bro. Yeah, I, I, I love, love you him. too. You drive me fucking nuts, but I love you. <laughs> From what I've got to know of you, and in in what Steve has said, but do you understand uh, what Steve is saying? Yeah, I, I completely understand. But I, I just, for some reason, I self destruct when I don't. Maybe I think I don't deserve it. That's the same thing as saying I don't have the value to take care of myself. That's exactly yeah, what that is. is. Yeah. I don't deserve it. Yeah. it it's, I, I, one thing I do understand is I do understand. I had a dream last night that was so fucking real, bro. What? And I was catching 25. I was catching a fucking life sentence, bro. <laughs> I got cracked, dude. I, was, I woke up out of my bed going, Breathing, dude, like it was on. I was calling you from a fucking, from a fucking set, a call from a, a jail cell. Yeah, trying to run by you, and you were like, "Fuck, man," and I was like, "I was done, bro. I was gonna fucking die in prison." And I, I. So what I'm getting at is that I can only imagine being faced with some of the time that I was facing, some of the time that I did, but nothing like that. The amount to be fucking sentenced at 24 years old and to have to do 35 fucking years, man. Right. To somehow keep it together, bro, and make it out of that, that takes a very, very, there's only a fucking minuscule amount of motherfuckers that can do that, man. There was that guy, um, I don't remember his name, but. Fred. He, yeah. And Fred. he he did he did he a did 40, similar forty two from Salinas right and 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 it's like night and day oh, right bro I've met right? a lot of guys like I've this met guy a lot. this I guy did less time than him I met a lot of guys man and they do not have the faculties Brian does. right this guy uh, exactly he was you know his his deck uh, let moisture in if that makes any sense to it it wasn't completely sealed right and I look <laughs> at Brian and I'm like I just. I first off, I feel because when I look at Brian, I, I, I see this 24 year old man that gave a huge chunk of his life. Yeah. And, and, and the fact that he showed up and he's the man that he is, I want to do everything within my power to help this guy win. Right. Like, I want to see this guy shine. I want to see him smile. I want to see this story right after the sunset in a manner that I feel this guy deserves. I feel he got railroaded. Yes, he made a fucking mistake. Yeah, the guy that got shot doesn't get a chance to come back. I understand all that. Yeah. But this guy, man, as I believe served, he gave up a life sentence. He did a life for him, you know? And I, I, I want to see this guy succeed, and I'll do everything I can to help him accomplish some of his dreams that he shares with me, man, and just have a, just a, just a comfortable you know what? life, man. You know what? You know what? I would settle... I will fucking settle for peace in Brian. I, so I like, ultimately, like, that's like, what I want to like, see. Like, like, like the outside shit, the okay, fucking car, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, his car, yeah. all that stuff in my mind, like this is what I think about, okay? I think about Brian has an opportunity, not in any candy-ass fucking bullshit way, right? He's got an opportunity to find some peace of mind. Absolutely. Right? To just be all right with him, and you know how anybody. I'd settle for that. 
Listen, it's a lot tougher than getting a car. I'll tell you that, motherfucker. It's a yeah, lot yeah, tougher yeah, than yeah. putting a down payment on a car, having a girl. Yes, I can tell you yes, that right yep, now. Yep, you want yep. peace of mind, you're going to have to face the inner demons. Not I had all the outside shit and still couldn't get to the peace of mind. Yeah. And, and believe you me, there's a reason why fucking skinny ass Asian dudes have to shave their head and live in a monastery for 25 years before they can find peace of mind because it's a hard fucking road to travel. But my point is, like, so you talked that piece about, like, okay, the sacrifice that Brian made and the mistake that he made. Like, I almost at this point, and like, you know, obviously there's people involved and all this other stuff. But in reality, if you really want to get down to it, that part's kind of irrelevant as to a certain aspect. It's like, who can calculate what all that is? It doesn't matter. What matters is, is he's here now, right? He's here now. There's a lot of people that still got still imprisoned in many ways. Exactly. But he's here now. There's a lot of people that should be doing time that did stuff that they should be doing time. And they're not. And they're not. And they're still carrying around that problem. Like yes. it's still eating them up inside. Right. And so, so for Brian, right, you got this childhood and then you've got this time that was taken from him. And, and, an event that he was a part of that ain't so easy to package up and say, well, this is how it goes. Now you got like those, maybe those three competing things and no amount of fucking like meth and fucking, you know, Alcohol. romance and fucking even funny fucking podcast stories <laughs> is really going to make a difference when he lays down at night and he's trying to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I don't know about you, Steve, but sometimes when I even me, I don't I don't know how fucked up I. But even when I go to sleep, sometimes I got pray, man, because because yeah. I'm feeling bad or I'm feeling guilty. Or I got haunting things coming back to me, sure. whatever the fuck it is. Sure. Right. And I don't even know what you got when you close your eyes and put your head on a pillow. Fucking Brian, I don't even know what goes through your mind. I can't imagine. I don't sleep well. Right. So what I'm saying right now is. The, 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 the challenge, the Mount Everest facing Brian is not, is he going to do the right thing? Do the, it's like, where is he going to get the peace of mind? Is he yeah. going to? I agree. And I, I, I think you're worth it. Steve thinks you're worth it. Oh, Blue Eyes is on the fence, but I convinced him and he thinks you're worth <laughs> it. But the thing is, 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 is it don't matter. It don't matter if we believe you. It doesn't matter if we think you're doing good. It doesn't matter if we, we want you to do it. You've seen that your entire fucking life. It doesn't matter. It's about you and how you feel about you and whether or not you want peace of mind. I, I want that more than anything. It's just getting there. I don't know how to get there. Right. Yeah, he needs. I, 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 in my mind, I would think Brian needs a ton of fucking psychotherapy. Not like you're crazy, but you gotta talk no, this I shit out. No, I understand. I, I definitely need that. I, I need, you know, they, they ordered it for six months when I first got out, but it, it just, and after months. six months, yeah, like that's supposed to cure me after of all the crap I've been through my whole life. So, and I just recently asked my pro officer if they would reopen it. So I could start seeing somebody. Yeah, hey, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds, if anybody out there, um, you know, I know Dr. Phil listens to the show. We don't give a shit, though. He's not a real doctor, so fuck you, Dr. Phil. Yeah. But he's, he's constantly texting me and saying, like, hey, can you get me on the show? I could do it. And I said, stay the fuck away from him, you bald-ass prick. Yeah. Okay. But we got, a, we got some other uh, psychiatrists and psychologists. Hey, and if you're listening, 
and you got your degrees, send it to me. I'll check the credentials. I ain't going to let anybody near Brian. Right. Right. Like a real person. I don't want these fake ass fucking, you know, new age bullshit. Uh, and let us know. Maybe we can, because dude, you need like a couple hours a day every day just to talk it out. No, I agree. I, I agree. Just to talk it out. Yeah. I don't even know what's in there. Yeah, once a week for an hour didn't do shit for me. Right. That's like throwing a fucking grain of salt into the Grand Canyon. I'll tell you the other thing, too, about it. Here's the fucking other part. Yeah. No, this part. Yeah. The not so nice part. Do it. Is I want to help this guy. I'm willing to put my name out there right. on behalf of him. Right. But I'm in my head. I'm saying, I need this guy. I'm doing all this, and I'm going to continue. But I need this guy to start taking some shit serious. Right. I need him. Like, I'm going to do it, bro. And if, I hope I don't get pie in my face. But I'm looking, and I'm like, this fucking guy needs to meet me halfway. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I And you tell me, man. This is a wake-up call. This really got my attention. This, this time they got my attention. Hey, you, know? you were working at Health Right Through. How many times have you heard the wake-up call story? Oh, there's... Uh, yeah. I mean, well, I, know, I, mean I, 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 I... This has been a wake-up call every time, but did I listen? Obviously right. not. So... Listen, it, you. it's not a wake-up call if you don't answer. Uh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. And, um, you know, you, you ended up down here in Los Angeles, which... I think is a gift. I right. do too. I agree. Um, Nine I, you lives. Ended up, dude, I hated the, San Francisco. The, the it wasn't places, good for me. And listen, the places this guy could have ended up, <sighs> he's at Hollywood reentry, okay? And I'm not saying like it's no kind of Ritz Carlton at all by any means. Right. But I know the places that this guy could have ended up in LA during coronavirus where they're not taking you anywhere. It's, it's, it's like, I don't know how many more times you're going to land on your feet. And break your heel. Break your heel. <laughs> but uh, you have an opportunity. You have an opportunity now. You really have an opportunity, Brian. And it's like it's time to start taking advantage of these opportunities. It's time to start living in that. And I think uh, before you can do a lot of these things, you got to keep your head straight. Not that you can't do them at the same time, but, you know, bro, you're seeing an attract. I think that you see what looks to be as like an attractive life when you look out there at other people that are, Kind of engage in a sober type lifestyle, you know. And uh, listen, I'm here to support you in it, man. And you're my boy. Uh, well, I appreciate it. I mean, I, I, you know, you're never gonna get pie in your face from me. You, it's not. You know, it's not who I am. So, uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm really happy to be where I'm here. I'm here in L.A. I, for, <laughs> what was oh, man. that? Go ahead. <laughs> Tell oh, us, Brian. Man. <laughs> said, oh, man. I'm extremely happy to be in L.A. I'm happy to be at Hollywood Reentry. Well, uh, I guess Brian, time will tell. Listen, there's just something I want to share with you right now, Brian. And that is I, I close my eyes. <laughs> this guy's oh, this too much. Brian song right here, dog. <laughs> I close my eyes. It's gone. Second chance gone. All your dreams, Brian. <laughs> this guy here. You know what? All we are is dust in the wind. Dust in the wind. What do we say about this time, Steve? Oh, well, I do want to say is anytime you put on some good American rock and roll for this time zone, yeah. it always seems just fitting for Brian. I know. <laughs> Yeah. Just a drop endless of water sea. in an endless sea. Listen. 
Brian, I appreciate you coming on yeah, the show. Man, I appreciate your honesty, bro. You being honest. I think it's important that our listeners... This show isn't some perfect show where everybody's just walking off into sunsets. There's struggles here, as they are in life. Real, It's a real show. It's a real show, man. It's unscripted, man. And that I was tough on you being, letting your guard down, man, being vulnerable, speaking the truth, man, because that's the only way we begin to start to get better, man. We got to lay out the truth, brother. And we're here to support you. Lay out the truth. Jumon, we'll have uh, we'll have Brian back on. We'll do a check in with Brian eventually. Yeah, yeah. Check back in with him. Maybe by then I'll have some understanding, more understanding of where I'm at in life. Maybe you will. I sure hope you do. Dude, you, I, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will too. Listen. Well, then I will. From the hard luck bunker, <laughs> we're gonna say adios. Adios. Ciao. Ciao. Peace out. <laughs>